It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Good morning, everybody, and happy Tuesday to all of you and yours. It's Common Sense Radio. Jamie Allman, pleased and privileged to be with you. And yesterday, yeah, it was a disaster for Joe Biden. But the problem is that sometimes we're the only ones that notice, (laughs) And sometimes the news media doesn't notice. And, and and that's okay that we're the only ones that notice. Because the less they notice, the more they're going to be caught kind of flat-footed, like they were in 2016, like they would have been in 2020 if they didn't cheat. So, anyway, this is Joe Biden at the... Uh, Soul Food Restaurant in Charleston, South Carolina. This is Hannibal Soul Kitchen, which serves crab rice, liver and onions, and okra soup. All three of those I could eat right now, by the way, just letting you know. So this is what happened when Joe Biden wandered into the restaurant. That's the sound of nothing happening, just in case you uh, need to be coached on that. And this is what happened when Donald Trump walked into the Whiskey River restaurant in Ankeny, Iowa, which is right outside of Des Moines. <laughs> I, I think he should I think his next stop ought to be the Hannibal Soul Food Restaurant so we can get a real sense of of comparison I mean you get the drift here I mean this is this is a done deal if it actually is allowed to go through, this is a done deal. Uh, there are people even talking about a face-off an election where Donald Trump wins by landslide proportions if he becomes a nominee. I'm not quite sure I'm ready to go there. Only and, I, and believe me, I'll, I'll talk to one of you personally back and forth, whether it be out at the brewery or or just whatever. And if I say that to you, the chances are pretty good. You'll say, mm, I don't know <laughs> if they if they let this happen. Uh, but but again, that's just kind of a show of hands type of thing. Uh, but it is a thing. These kinds of comparisons do happen. I will tell you quickly because I don't want to 
tire you of this story, but I, I want to, those of you, you know, we have rotating audiences. Sometimes people don't hear it. I'm going to Des Moines next week. Um, I'll be there Monday and Tuesday. Going to be leaving Sunday. Going to be flying up to Des Moines with Natalie, my daughter. And we're going to be uh, working together. T- take your daughter to the caucus day. It's going to be uh, take your daughter to the caucus week. So we're going to be up there. And the last time I was there was in 2008. Mike Huckabee wins the Republican caucus. Obama wins the Democrat caucus. And Huckabee has a party in the Undercroft of like this Marriott Hotel. There are like 40 people there. Obama rents out the High V Center and 20,000 people are there. And that's what I knew as of January 2008 that the election was over. It didn't matter. It didn't it wasn't going to matter who the Republican was. It turns out it wasn't Huckabee. I think Huckabee actually would have probably done better than than John McCain. But still Obama was going to win. Those 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 kinds of showings are palpable anecdotal pieces of evidence that that there's something going on here that these people actually aren't going to be able to stop. And that's that's in in spite of the fact that we're all frustrated because we sit here and and we watch Joe Biden lie constantly. I mean, this guy is a habitual liar. And I'm not I'm not saying that just because I'm just some right-wing crazy and I'm just calling him a liar. He really lies to everybody's faces. And the other day, actually yesterday, I played you the tape of Joe Biden talking about being at funerals of police officers with Jill. Never not once. And 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 nobody calls him on that. I mean, you just heard Margaret Brennan, you know, kind of giving Mike Johnson the the what wherefore by some on some amicus brief filed three years ago, uh, and and the news media won't do one thing to fact check any of this stuff. This uh, monstrous debacle that was this church appearance. Oh my goodness gracious! What a disgrace and what an insult to the. Nine people murdered at the hands of that white supremacist at that church. How that church allowed itself to be turned into an idiot barn is beyond me. Be- between the 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 chance, and I I I played it for you earlier with you know the the Hamas protesters and the chance of four more years in this church. It's it's bad enough that your place of worship is turned into a circus with the main carnival barker being Joe Biden, the white liberal. But it's another thing to turn it into this chant fest and to allow Joe Biden to lie again about his time in the civil rights movement. I was talking downstairs. I, uh, I've spent more time in uh, the uh, Bethel AME church in Wilmington, Delaware than I have uh, than most people I know, black or white, have spent in that church. Because that's why I started a civil... No, I'm serious. I started a civil rights movement. I used to go to 7.30 Mass. I started the civil rights movement, is what he said. Uh, and, and whatever that means, of course, I mean, that's palpably untrue, but 
You go to 730 Mass and go to the Bethel AME Church in Wilmington, and that's where he spent most of his time. Now, of course, that's a lie. Uh, he didn't start the civil rights movement. He wasn't even part of the civil rights movement. And he's been doing this for decades now. This is uh, the mashup by my friends over at The Intercept of Joe Biden's historical civil rights lie fest. When I marched in the civil rights movement, I did not march with a 12-point program. I marched with tens of thousands of others to change attitudes. And we changed attitudes. That's in 1987 when Joe Biden claimed he marched in the civil rights movement. When I was 17 years old, like many of you, I participated in sit-ins to desegregate the restaurants and movie houses of Wilmington, Delaware. I came out of the civil rights movement. I was one of those guys that sat in and marched and all that stuff. Uh, that's a complete, those are complete and total lies. Uh, this this guy has gotten away with murdering the truth for decades now, and no one's ever called him on it. How does a guy like this wind up decades later being elected president of the United States? There's no way. A few months later, Biden disavowed the claim and then dropped out of the presidential race after that. During the 60s, I was, in fact, very concerned about the civil rights movement. I was not an activist. I worked at an all-black swimming pool in the east side of Wilmington, Delaware. I was involved. I was involved in what, what they were thinking, what they were feeling. Yeah. I mean, this is unbelievable. There's a grown-ass man right here, people. I mean, if, if you work with somebody or had somebody like this in your family, they would be the laughing stock of wherever you are. I mean, it would be it would be crazy. But this apparently is an acceptable character uh, for the Democrat Party. It's no it's no wonder a guy who drowned his girlfriend almost wound up being the Democrat presidential nominee in 1980. I mean, unbelievable. I was involved, but I was not out marching. I was not down in Selma. I was not anywhere else. I was a suburbanite kid who got a dose of exposure to what was happening to black Americans when I'm in my own city. So then, you know, again, decades later, uh, during the Obama era, and, and more recently on the campaign trail, he has brought the lie back. So this is all on videotape. What I just played you is all on videotape. Him bowing out of the presidential race. And and this was aside from the whole plagiarism allegation. Bowing out of the presidential race. Admitting that he actually never actually did what he said he did as a 17-year-old with the sit-ins and marching with thousands of people. Never did it. And then decades later... During the Obama time, and then on the campaign trail recently, he starts making the same claims. Brings him back. You know, when I was a teenager in Delaware, for real, I got involved in the civil rights movement. And this, is, this is 2020. So he's already lied once in 1987 and had to launder it 
and clean it up through the truth machine and admit he was lying. And then decades later, he brings the same lie back. It's the largest black population in America. Most people don't know that. And uh, I'd go to 8 o'clock mass, then I'd go to Reverend Herring's church where we'd meet in order to organize and figure where we were going to go, whether we are going to desegregate the Rialdo movie theater or what we were going to do. I got my education. Total and complete lie. He's already admitted his lie decades ago. And then he brings it back. I got my education for real in the black church. And that's not hyperbole. It's a fact. Yeah, for real. That's not hyperbole. It's always a tell. I'd love to pay poker with this guy. I would take him for every cent he has. But I got my education, Reverend Doc, in the black church. Not a joke. Because when we used to get organized. Yeah, for real, not hyperbole, not a joke. It automatically means he's lying. He hasn't even learned to try to cover that up. Sundays to go out and desegregate movie theaters and things like that. We do it through the black church. I was no big shakes, Reverend, in the civil rights. I was just a kid. I got involved in desegregating movie theaters and helping, you may remember, Reverend Moyer in Delaware and Herman Holloway organized voter registration drives. Yeah, he never did it. Never did it. That's in 2014. So the one I played you recently, 2020, that's in 2014 during Obama's time. Coming out of black churches on Sunday, figuring how we were going to move. In October... Uh, I was invited to uh, the National Civil Rights Museum in Memphis to receive the Freedom Award. A thing when I sat in black churches on the east side of Wilmington getting ready to, and by the way, next to Jewish, two Jewish rabbis, uh, getting ready to go out and desegregate movie theaters in Delaware. Yeah, how, how does this guy, and then, and then they give him the Freedom Award. Like, I, I will have to tell you, at some point, the black community, the black leadership in this country has to step up, too, and say, dude, stop lying. You're making fools of us. But they keep on giving him freedom awards and inviting them to their hollowed grounds. It's unbelievable. Good morning, everybody, and happy Tuesday to all of you and yours. It's Common Sense Radio. Chris, welcome to the show, man. How you doing? Good morning. Happy New Year and all that other mother jazz. What's up, man? Yeah, back at you. Uh, happy New Year to you. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm feeling pretty privileged. Last time you played me in with Leonard Skinner, today ACDC. There you go. I'm, I'm, beginning, I'm beginning to think you maybe like me. I don't know. <laughs> Loving it, man. But, uh, yeah, I got a lot of office work to do this morning, so I found the wonders of iHeartRadio. Oh, good. Fantastic. I get to listen to you inside here and not on my vehicle radio. But the reason I called is uh, Biden reminds me of a a guy I was stationed with in the Navy, the one-upper, who no matter what story you told, we would make up stories just to hear him beat us. And there was there was one day we were enjoying our favorite adult beverages, and he was talking about one time he bought a bottle of tequila where the worm was still alive, and and so we had to all call him and say, okay, stop, stop, you know, yeah. we're gonna call you on this. And he said, yeah, that one was a little bit 
but Biden never realized live. Yeah, and, and and Biden never realizes that he went past the tequila worm point and just keep flying. And what he, I don't know if the the media doesn't remember, or well, the media doesn't want to remember the fact that he's confessed to all this. The time that he had three degrees, turned out he had one. He graduated top of his class when he was near the bottom. And and the media brings it up when it's convenient for them. But now, my God, everything he says comes down from Olympus. Yeah. It's, well, it, 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 it'd be different if the news media didn't always, I mean, and I mean always tout itself as a truth teller and fact checker and everything out of Trump's mouth is always without evidence and challenged and all that kind of thing. And it, that never happens to Joe Biden. I mean, it never. No, it doesn't. And I was going through as I was muddling my way to get to iHeart this morning. I'm seeing all the – and anytime you look at the Internet, it, it has, uh, like, Trump tells another lie, uh, the election fraud uh, – is not true. Trump keeps selling the story, and you're like, "Wait a second! This, this is we, there is there's enough proof to at least say, okay, you can question it." But it, you can see that everything is directed against Trump, no matter what he says. He could tell the absolute truth, and all of a sudden he's lying. But Biden tells what's obviously a whopper of a lie, and they just go with it. Biden, you know, Biden tells about how he used to be in the civil rights movement, what a great man he is, when he he didn't even participate in the civil He was having kids rub his hairy legs while they were yeah. uh, being pelted with rocks and attacked by dogs. Well, and Chris, and, and he, I, I think the, the news media is too busy in its own lie racket. You saw what happened yesterday, and I love the fact that we've gotten to this point where I saw the headline – it was the in red on the Drudge Report that Trump now named in the Epstein documents the latest name, and I'm thinking, oh, and I and immediately I thought it was BS. It turns out it's another version of the Steele dossier, where some crazy chick made up some story about him with some woman. And the one thing that Drudge Report and the other media outlets failed to do is say that the woman retracted the story and said it was all a lie. <laughs> and, 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 I mean, so so I knew. I mean, they tried it yesterday. It was a really admirable run at involving Trump and the Epstein thing, and it it died as soon as it was born. Yeah, and that's and, and I'll. I'll be honest with you, I'm surprised there's not more because you could walk up, uh, if, if the national media walked up to some lady in, in the, the streets of St. Louis on, on Chippewa, and she said, you know, I would, when Trump was here, uh, we we had sex, and, and he, uh, he paid me off, and it would be national news until they found out that, that, that Trump was never even in St. Louis at the time. But they're not going to look into it first. They're going to blast it out there, and then maybe they retract it, or maybe they don't. But it's just it's ridiculous. That yeah, they push it, it out there because they know it sticks for a little while, and, and they never retract it or change it or adjust it because they can reliably 
depend on the headline being out there and floating for a little while, just enough for the lemmings to kind of take in a little bit of the fake oxygen and it breathes for a little while and 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 goes. They can they can depend on that. Chris, thanks for calling the show, man, and for uh, checking out the iHeartRadio. It's fantastic. That that means you can if you're on it, you can listen to me tonight on San Diego's News Radio 600 Kogo. I'll be there on there tonight. So I'm there. Um, if Jamie is there, Chris is there. <laughs> Love it, buddy. Okay, I appreciate right. you so much, man. Uh, thanks, Thank thanks you, for calling sir. into the show. Yeah, this this uh, this Epstein accuser absolutely retracted the Trump allegations, uh, but that didn't matter. It was really weird how the news media, some people did at least, reported on the allegations, and then down further in the story said that she retracted them. I mean, this is this is unbelievable. They were so desperate to try to get uh, Trump involved in this Epstein thing. And, and the great news is we've gotten to the point, ladies and gentlemen, in our world where we can look at something, and I didn't even read the whole story because I knew it was a lie. Like, I, I didn't... I didn't read the whole story to find out it was retracted uh, before I actually just looked at it and said, well, this is a lie, a- another lie. This is another steel dossier. This is another example of just they throw it out there and then it it lives for a while because it lives, because it in, in our bacterial like world, our petri dish like world of of news media and information, these things live for a little while, uh, long enough for some pea brains to absorb it and keep it, and then maybe throw it out there or think it for a little while. They figure as long as they get a certain percentage of people who are believing in this nonsense, then they've made their their point. It's kind of like people who do cold calling. Uh, you know, or selling. I remember one day when I was a kid, young guy selling Sears portraits. And they figured, you know, as long as you just get, you know, 2% of the people who are going to buy the portraits, you're actually successful. It's crazy. All right, coming up, something's happening in Jeff City. I'll give you up to date the on the other side of this. Good morning, everybody, and happy Tuesday to all of you. This is Alm in the Morning. It's Common Sense Radio, and nothing warmed my heart more than when this announcement came over the transom about what a couple of our conservative brothers and sisters are doing down in Jefferson City. Now, if you know me and you've been listening to my show for a long time, I have told you unabashedly that I am totally and completely opposed to the death penalty and always have been. Not always, for instance. I, you know, the, the reptilian brain in me as a young person was always like, yeah, man, eye for an eye, get it. They murder somebody, ought to be put to death. And then later on, of course, you develop uh, as a conservative and as a person who is pro-life into realizing that, and my, my biggest problem with it is it gives so much power to the state's uh, and and no state, no government should ha- be given the power to kill its own citizens, regardless of the circumstances. There's all kinds of problems with the death penalty, 
Uh, and and I really super appreciate it when conservatives and Republicans voice and take a stand against it as well. And that's happening in Jefferson City today as conservatives concerned about the death penalty will be having a news conference at 12. And it is uh, Senator Mary Elizabeth Coleman, who you all know from Arnold, and you all know Representative Chad Perkins from Bowling Green. And these are all members of crime committees, public safety committees, and uh, they have a rather brave proposal in this day and age because some people just are like, no, I I can't be against it because these people are horrible people. But uh, taking a stand like this is a true conservative stand. And one of the sponsors of a brand new bill is Representative Chad Perkins, and he's on the air with me now. Uh, Representative Perkins, welcome to the show. How you doing, my friend? Oh, it's great to be with you on a Tuesday morning, Jim. You really appreciate the opportunity. Yes, I'm. I love this, uh, and I think it's really a great look uh, for conservatives. And I know you're not doing it for the look, though. And what I mean by the great look is that it really, truly is a conservative position to take. Well, it is, and and like yourself, my position on it has changed over the years, right? If you'd asked me 15 years ago, I would have said the same thing you would have said, and that is, absolutely, they they gave up their right to live, and and by God, we ought to take it from them. And my mind has changed over the years, very much in the same way yours has, in the aspect that, that in this country, we don't kill people, unless it's the government. And then the government has the market cornered on violence. Only they can get away with it. And, and to be frank with you, I, I was talking to a friend last night, and he said, don't these people who do these things, don't they scare you? And my answer is quite simple. Not nearly as much as the government does. No one's killed more American citizens than the American government. Well, and we've and, had examples here in Missouri, right, Chad Perkins, where we've actually, we actually have executed people and it turns out that they that shouldn't have happened. Well, and that's exactly right. And and is it often? No, probably not. But once is too much. Oh yeah, you know. And we're at a point in time. People say, "Well, it's a deterrent to crime." Is it? I mean, I've never seen the statistics that say that. It might be good for prosecutors in order to get you know a plea deal worked out. But is that worth? killing someone? And I say, no, it's not. And I'll tell you something else that's very troubling for me, Jamie. You know, if you're, more, if you're pro-life, that means you're pro-life from, from, from natural conception to the time someone naturally dies. And no one, not even the government, has the ability to take that away from you. That's my opinion. And something that's very troubling for me, you look at the trend across this country, how the government can drum up charges against someone uh, and, and you see that in, in no one better than, than you see it in Donald Trump. Look at this prosecutor in Atlanta. If you think she had the opportunity, you know, to, to drum up a charge against this man, where there's no evidence whatsoever, how far away, how far away are we as a society till, till someone says, well, we can just kill someone that we, we went to because we don't like what they say? Yeah, and then some people will argue, because I've heard this uh, before, where they'll say, well, I know, but these people are sentenced to death as a result of being judged by a jury of their peers, and that's the way the system should work. And I said, you know, uh, I, I'm sorry, I, I, I trust people a little more than government, but not much more than government sometimes. And so you get a bunch of people together, and again, even it even goes back 
correct, in my opinion, to the Bible uh, and to Judeo-Christian values and that there is no judge uh, but God, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, now, again, you know, within reason, I mean, I'm not saying, well, God, you know, the guy commits a, a robbery and, and we'll, we'll let God handle the sentencing. That's not what I'm talking about. We're talking about ending somebody's life. Yeah, of course, that's not what you're talking about. We 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 as a society have decided that there are people who, who have the ability to take away some of your liberties because of the crimes you've committed. But but those liberties stop when it comes to taking away someone's life. And, and like I said, 10, 15 years ago, I didn't feel this way. I, my mind has changed over the years on this. And I've always felt conflicted. Even years ago, I felt conflicted in saying, I'm pro-life, but I think it's okay if the government takes away your life because you committed a crime. I'm at a point now where I say, if you're pro-life, that's got to be from the very beginning to the very end. Well, you do remember, was it Dukakis who got caught up in that question? It was a debate question, and it was like, well, what if somebody raped and killed your wife? Remember that one? And and, and he was caught up in it and said, well, even I, I don't forgive me. I don't remember whether it was Dukakis. It was some Democrat. And they said, right. well, no, I still wouldn't. You know, and then that cost him the election now. But again, uh, we have to be measured in this approach and and understand what's at stake here. Uh, and that really is, I mean, if, if you're, uh, if you are a government, if you're a, a, a country, uh, that allows your government to kill its own citizens, you're not living up to the soul of that country. And, 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 and I, I'm, I applaud you all, uh, for taking this step. I'm sure you're going to even get some pushback on it. So what actually is the bill? Well, and, and may I say, it seems to me the problem that Michael Dukakis made there was that somehow he delineated that there was a difference between his family and everyone else's. Yeah, right. You know, that that would have been a real issue for me, right? Is that, and that happens with the left, right? The law doesn't apply to us. It applies differently to us somehow. No, what's good for your family has got to be good for my family also. Yes, and I that, totally that's agree. A, that's a problem with Dukakis' answer. You know, yeah, but yeah, yeah we're, I'm getting a little pushback from even folks who are friends of mine, but that's okay because, you know, when you're leading, sometimes you got to do those things, and so it doesn't mean we're going to agree a hundred percent of the time. Know that that I think that if you commit heinous crimes, we need to lock you up and you need to be separated from society. Uh, that's just the way it is, and that might be forever, but but we don't get to kill you. That's where I am. Uh, morally in my life right now. Yeah. I, I mean, I think even Trump would disagree with us, and that's okay. I mean, I, I, I'm not, I don't, I don't, uh, you know, despise people who don't have the same opinion as I do, uh, but I do, but I do think you're right. It is all about leadership. And so, uh, what, what happens? What's the, what's the essence of the bill then here? Yeah. So, of course, uh, Senator Coleman has it on the Senate side. I have it on, on the House side. And, you know, it, it, in essence, it says, just as you as you pointed out there, the, the death penalty could be off the table, and there are different incarnations of that, right? So that's the that's the, the the biggest one. That's the biggest ask, right? Is the elimination of the death penalty. There are smaller asks within there. For example, uh, right now, it, you know, a judge can sentence you to the death penalty. Well, what if what we end up doing is that in order to get the death penalty? 
12 jurors must agree and that, that a judge doesn't have the ability to do that. Not that I don't respect judges. I have a lot of judge friends that I think the world of, but that's, that's a heck of a burden to ask one person to, to, uh, to make that decision all by themselves. And, and it seems to me like at least we can come to some middle ground that says if, if the government's going to take your life, it must be unanimously decided by 12 people. And that's, that's something I think that reasonably we can get to. Yeah, I, I agree. I'd, I'd rather see the all-out abolishing of it uh, I- instead of some of the uh, hair splitting. But there's a chance that a, a, a bill to abolish it would be defeated. Uh, and at least you could make a little headway here and there on that matter. And I misspoke earlier saying four people have been put to death. I should say four people have been freed uh, from death row yeah. as, a, as a result of, of – uh, wrongful convictions and everything else. So I just wanted to make sure I clarified that. So, well, Jamie, I think I think you'd be really pleased to see. I think there's a trend among conservatives more and more every year. Are we there yet completely? I don't. I don't know that we are, but we're certainly headed in that direction among conservatives, and I think we're going in a good direction. I do too. I mean, look at look at how our eyes have been opened uh, about what's been happening, even to Donald Trump legally, what have you, or just in general. To where you know, back in the day, I mean, if you oppose the Patriot Act, which they they smartly called the Patriot Act, uh, you were not patriotic. If 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 you were against the Patriot Act, you were on the fringe and almost semi crazy. And now. That's almost the prevailing attitude among people who are conservatives. And so, yeah, I mean, we we change and and we evolve. And I think we get we start to kind of sharpen our our views of what conservatism really is and, and, and what adherence to the Constitution really is. So, yeah, there's a lot of things. I mean, liberty is hard, man. It really is. You got to put up with some things that you otherwise, you know, wouldn't necessarily put up with uh but you do because it's right i think conservatism is is being able to say yeah i'm very skeptical of the government's ability here that's that is a true conservatism is it says you know i can i don't need the government to tell me what to do where to go i mean it's a scary time when you think about you know, a friend of mine mentioned something to me the other day I haven't heard about in a long time, and then all of a sudden I start getting ads on it on my phone. I'm not a conspiracy thinker, but it is it is a bizarre sort of time to be alive, you know. And what does the government know about you, and, and how much are they uh, aware of everything you do? It's it's a very scary prospect. Yeah, well, and I'm on the fringe, man. I don't even I don't even believe in marriage licenses or admissions testing, so. Uh, screw all of that as far as I'm concerned. When are you guys going to abolish emissions tests? Can you do that well, for me while you're at it? Hey, if you don't like that, come up north, <laughs> move up to Lincoln and Pike County where the real freedom exists because we don't do admissions testing up there. Really? Know? Oh, yeah, yeah. On vehicles? Yeah. Are we talking about, no, we don't, we don't do emissions testing in Pike and Lincoln County. You live in St. Charles and maybe Jefferson County, St. Louis County, certainly they do. Come up to Pike and Lincoln, man. We've got all the freedom in the world. You know, I complain about COVID and how it changed my life, but I lived in Pike and Lincoln County. My life wasn't really all that changed, you know. Wow. Really? Tell me more. (laughs) Come come join us some weekend. We'd love to host you. I remember how excited I got when I just went to St. Peter's one day during COVID, and they still had roller dogs at the Quick Trip, even though I don't even eat them. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I was like, so we closed down. We closed down for that you know thirty day time period in March and April that year. But other than that, we were we were pretty much wide open. Golly, good and, for and you! Guess, and guess what, Jamie? Here we are. Yeah, we're still here. <laughs> uh, there's 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 no doubt about it, and and, and I think it's uh, a great uh, approach. I really do. Uh, really, really proud of you guys for. Uh, stepping up like this, I think it's a real good, and it, I think it makes people think. I mean, I think if anything, you guys are finally, you guys are kind of getting people to talk about this stuff, uh, which I think is really important. So, so we are at, at the same time this is coming out. We're also at the same time learning a little bit and 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 learning a little bit about what conservatism is and and what our what the our constitution's all about and what liberty really is all about. So I appreciate that, Chad Perkins. Yeah, it's certainly a pleasure, and uh, you know I, I think we're headed in a very good dire- direction. I do too. I, I really am really super confident. I think people are really uh, getting it. I think we're right. Our rubber is meeting the road really well right now. I'm. I'm. I, and it'll, maybe that sounds Pollyannish, but I just think we're we're moving right along. And and by the way, I've never been to Bowling Green. It must be beautiful, right? As you point out. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's what George W. would have called the real America. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And if you guys aren't... Uh, I tell you what. I tell you what else. Are you talk about emissions testing? How about the way cities? How about the way cities issue uh, building permits for every little thing you do? You could literally, if you're building a, a a home in rural Pike County, you don't have to tell anybody. Oh wow! Really? You know, inside in the inside the towns of like Bowling Green, Louisiana, there are some building permits you have to get. You know, not a lot. Not nothing like you would in St. Louis County, right? But. But if you build a house, you buy you buy a couple acres in, in Pike County, go up there and build a house, and you never once have to tell anybody from the government you did that. Wow. And it might even take the assessor a year or two to figure it out. <laughs> well, you know, I, I was just talking to a guy. He's uh, this black dude I know, and, he, and he's trying to open up a shop uh, in downtown St. Louis uh, that uh, is exclusively selling meatball varieties, like meatballs, you know? And, oh, and good yeah, and he's putting it right across from Pappy's Barbecue in Midtown St. Louis. And he says, you know, yeah. I'd be open right now if I didn't have all of these permits that I have to get and inspections and things like that. And obviously we, we understand health inspections and fire inspections to are within reason. But I don't know how many people I've talked to that, you know, they get these guys out there, this whole sprinkler thing and this whole that, this and that. It's It's oppressive. So and every one of them, every one of them come with a fee. Oh you know? yeah, it's all it's all a racket. It's making money for the government. It's exactly what it is. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. All right, well, Chad Perkins, uh, appreciate you, man. And if you guys didn't couldn't tell, Chad Perkins was at one point on the radio. Everybody, good morning this morning. <laughs> yeah, this my thirtieth year in radio. Also, Jamie, you and I we've been at we've been at it for a while. So now, did you do did you do music radio? Is that right? I do country radio, and I still do country radio. That's kind of how I make my living. Right? Oh, really? But yeah, you know, country radio is what I've been in for 30 years. Wow. What country station is it? If you're up in my neck of the woods, it's 102.1. 102.1. Okay. Yeah, great. 102.1 in, in Bowling Green, Louisiana, and then over in Pittsfield, Illinois, 97.5. Oh, nice, man. I love it. Well, uh, good luck, man. Well, I think you could find it on the internet, couldn't you? I guess, yeah. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, friend. Well, uh, great work, and, and thanks for thanks for being there for us and being there for the Constitution and for liberty, and good luck today with the news conference. Yeah, appreciate that. Take care. All right, my friend. That is uh, Chad Perkins, Representative Chad Perkins, Republican from Bowling Green. Oh. When people talk about other lands, I'm just like, oh, take me away. I want to move there. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.